Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. And joining me tonight, Steve Classic. This from RT.com. RT? Yes. Is that Russia Today? It is. Yeah, I know. You're really taking your chances. Like, I belong to their... Disinformation. I belong to their Telegram group. And, like, I haven't been able to access it since COVID. Because, like, if you try, it says, this account is blah, 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 blah. Something, like, illegal. I don't know. It makes... Yeah, it sounds all, (laughs) you know. But, like, uh, I think... Somebody told me if you fire up a VPN for a country outside of the u.s oh right, right. that then ukraine you, that then you can access uh, the Russia rt yeah. you know telegram or oh. whatever so so that's how we're able to get this no actually rt.com is available just on a web browser on a desktop oh, really uh it's just their telegram group oh is, the telegram yeah. group right right, right. Yeah. so this is complete disinformation go ahead captain read it i don't know how complete it is <laughs> all right well, <laughs> well we'll see how good the writers are <laughs> um authorities arrest fake lawyer all right right off the bat i don't like the word authorities <sighs> Authorities. Like, you know, officials. Yeah. I don't like that word either. Yeah. Men with guns in yeah. costumes. Authorities. Authorities arrest fake lawyer who won 26 cases. <laughs> he's got a good track record. They have, they have a picture of this guy, and, you know, he's wearing, like, one of these old tiny black robes with, like, the white hair, oh. you know, uh He looks like an old or judge whatever. or something yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, the guy's name is Brian Mowenda. He reportedly claimed that his record makes him a genius. A student posing as a high court lawyer has been arrested in Kenya after winning dozens of cases. (laughs) The man has reportedly demanded he be admitted to the bar despite being uncovered as a fraud. Wow. Before his recent arrest, Brian Mawenda argued 26 cases before high court judges, magistrates, and court of appeal judges. The Facts East Africa social media page reported on Thursday, adding that he won all 26 of his cases. He's 26 and zero? He has a 100% win rate. Wow. Supposedly. Well, you can't have him. You can't have him in the system. Oh, of course not. Hence the uh, the authorities arresting him. (laughs) Exactly. The authorities have to win. You're too good at winning cases in our courts, and we can't have any of that crap. He needs a permit. He needs a piece of paper that says that he's a lawyer. Right. So he has to pay his yearly dues. Yeah, join the right. bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Not just go to a bar. Like <laughs> join, join the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Does, I wonder if, like, there has to be some, like, you know, area, some some place where, like, there's a courthouse nearby and there's a bar that's called the bar. The bar. Or the bar association right, or something, right? right? You know, yeah. so, like, these lawyers can be like, sorry, honey, I'll be home late. I've got a meeting at, at the, the bar, bar association. <laughs> the bar, you know? the bar so- He's not lying. Yeah. Yeah, the bar association needs to meet with me for some reason, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there late. Yeah. The Law Society of Kenya confirmed on Friday that Brian Mwenda assumed the identity of of a real lawyer named Brian Melinda in August of 2022, using the real advocate's details to register himself as a member of the bar. It's not clear if, like, his name is also Brian Melinda or if he assumed that name. Uh, so, so far, thumbs down on the writer's ability to clear that Well, it that could be up. a common name in Kenya. Maybe, perhaps. His ruse was discovered when he attempted to sign in to the LSK database in September with an incorrect email address, the LSK stead, said. I don't know what the LSK is. Probably the, oh, Law Society of Kenya. Got it. Oh. Mwenda the asked, bar. The, the bar, <laughs> the, yeah. the Kenyan bar. Mwenda asked the society's IT department for help logging in, prompting the department to check his credentials against those of the real Mwenda. Will the real Mwenda please stand up? Please <laughs> check stand his credentials. Up. When the mismatch was discovered, LSK staff alerted police who launched a manhunt. Wow. For the phony attorney. <laughs> what, are, what if he's got to represent hunt. himself? <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> right? He's got With a his track record. Hit, right? right? Why wouldn't you? Right. I would if I were him. Just, you they'll, know. they'll dismiss it because he's not a real lawyer and they'll get <laughs> throw the whole thing out. Sorry, you're not qualified. Oh, right. really? My 26 <laughs> wins would say otherwise. Right. Mwenda's current situation is unclear. Facts East Africa reported him as arrested on Thursday while the LSK statement called for his immediate arrest, implying he is still free. Maybe there is two Brian Mawendas. Yeah. 
Uh, in a further twist. There's a further twist. Ooh. A man claiming to be Moenda made a series of posts on Twitter on Saturday explaining that he hacked into a website for lawyers and added my picture to make it seem <laughs> like I'm a certified lawyer. The LSK has taken a dim view of Moenda's scam. However, he probably doesn't have a website. Probably not. <laughs> the Council of the Law Society recognizes that masqueraders pose a serious threat to the practice of law. <laughs> They'll win every case. And is determined to take decisive action with this issue, it wrote in a statement. So, yeah. Neat. Well, I mean, I'd hire him. With that track record, he doesn't even have to have a website. I'd hire him. I'd hire him just to come and learn U.S. law and right. be a you know an advisor or whatever, right? You know, maybe we can have mm. him, maybe if he's listening, please call. Well, he's probably in jail since the <laughs> authorities have arrested him. Yeah, for not funny. having a license. No, I think what did they arrest him for impersonation? I think it was impersonation. It wasn't about <sighs> the law certificate. The man, blah blah blah. I don't know. It sounded like. He had the same name as someone else, and someone faked that he was actually a lawyer. He said he didn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like he had <clears throat> someone uh, hacked the you know the legal database. database Wasn't him. Of lawyers <laughs> and uh, made it appear as if he were actually the guy he's impersonating. So uh, he's probably better. Story. He's probably better than the guy he's impersonating. <laughs> oh, you think twenty six and zero? I right. mean, that's. That's a pretty yep. good score. That's a, that's a good record. That's a pretty good score. I love that they have the picture of him with the white wig and the robe <laughs> and the little white, uh, it looks like a scarf kind of a thing, you know, all traditional style. Right. Like uh, Seinfeld, the pirate yeah. shirt. And like, he's wearing a nice pinstripe suit. He's got, uh, looks like a gold bracelet on, on his right hand and a gold watch on the other hand. I mean, if you've won 26 cases, I'm sure you're, you know, rolling in the dough. How do you get paid using somebody else's name though you know what uh, I mean? his like, name is probably in all capital letters and he's uh, <laughs> doing business like, as like I'm, like, like if i were impersonating you know john smith attorney at law yeah. right and then somebody wrote a check to john smith attorney at law and i was like great thanks how do you how cash, do I cash that right you, know? I don't, you have to get the dba doing business as i guess you I, know i just captain's law firm <laughs> Captain's Law. Captain's Law. Stardate. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, this is... And the Council of Law... The Council of the Law Society recognizes that masqueraders pose a serious threat. Really? Well, so, really, what are they going to do? Lose too many cases? Like, win too many cases? Like, how serious of a threat? But that, that's the Law Society, so it sounds like it's a professional organization, not... The it, state, yeah, but this is Kenya, Kenya, so yeah, it could be a quasi. It, yeah, it could be just a translation thing. It could be that it is a state uh, entity. Former statist, I'm sorry, <laughs> former <laughs> Staten Island landfill will feature public park with soil replenished by human feces. Wow, it's our number two story. <laughs> it's the number two story. Once again, former Staten Island landfill will feature public park with soil replenished by human feces. Is that where they took all the 9-11 uh, uh, rubble? Didn't they take it to some uh, Staten, Staten Island? Island? Fish Kills Island? Fresh Kills? I think it was, I think it was called Fresh Kills. Well, that's, Crazy. I mean, anyway. that just lends to my mispronunciation of Statist Island. Yeah. Fresh Kills. <laughs> That's soil what the state does. The state green. kills. Uh, it's really good at killing. Uh, it's uh, the most prolific murderer in all time of all of history, bar none, by orders of magnitude. Literally. Right. Like, the state is the largest murderer on planet Earth. The final authority. It is It is responsible for the ending of more lives, not, not even including wars, but including wars. Like, whew, that's, Oh, yeah. Know. But, yeah. It uh, ends more lives uh, just as a condition of its existence than any other individual or group of individuals of all time in all of history right. around the globe. Even more than the Cervasa sickness. Oh, well, by orders yeah. of magnitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, back to our number two story. A portion of the former Fresh Kills landfill. Oh, it is Fresh Kills. In Staten Island has been turned into parkland. And the soil will be replenished by composted human feces flushed 
from a solar-powered restroom. <laughs> so wait, green energy and brown energy? <laughs> this is not The Onion, right? This is this is nypost.com. Wow. Wait. What, NY Compost. What, <laughs> New York Compost. compost. Yeah. What color do you get if you mix brown and green? Uh, it's probably the it's gotta park. be like that that pea soup color, right? You know? It's probably the the logo for the park service or something. Like I wonder if be. the logo is just like a big, you know, <laughs> like the 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 turd emoticon with right, the big old right, eyes right. or whatever, right? big smiley eyes. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams heralded the dung-filled development <laughs> during a groundbreaking ceremony at the former home of the world's largest garbage dump. On is it the world's largest gar- garbage dump? I thought it was Johnson, Rhode Island was the largest, but I could be wrong. I thought Washington, D.C. Oh, right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, but I, 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 I make joke. <laughs> I make joke. <laughs> the waste from the composting restroom will go back into feeding our soil, Adam said. So we're going to turn crap into energy. Now... Wait, Energy? What? Yeah, How are they going to turn it into energy? energy? Yeah. I don't understand that. They're just putting it in the park. Now, like, this isn't necessarily an unprecedented thing. Uh, in my research of, like, homesteading and off-grid stuff, uh, I learned a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one of the coolest things that I learned was uh, if you have... Are you going to have a compost pile at your place? Oh, we have a big compost okay. pile, right. yeah. yeah. So one of the things I learned is uh, you could take yourself a copper coil... Right, and depending yes. on how big your compost pile is, you need to figure out how big your copper coil is going to be. Right. And uh, the copper only needs to be underneath the compost, right? And then you attach a hose to one end or the other. Uh, you put a little solar-powered uh, fish pump. tank water pump. Oh, right. And then you can actually just tap into your regular water system if you got a well or something or mm-hmm. whatever's coming into your hot water heater or whatever. Or not, it doesn't even have to come into your hot. It doesn't even have to come in. You don't even need a hot water heater. The thing is, is that if you hook this up to like the radiant flooring, you've seen the radiant flooring. I have some of that stuff standing by. Okay, so you don't have to pay for your your radiant flooring heat. All you need to do is run that water in a closed loop uh, through your flooring and then out to the compost. Out to the compost coil. The compost. Is as you cooking. know, is cooking the entire time, so it generates heat just as a condition of existence, hmm. and it will heat up that water and then come out the other side via the pump. And if you have a solar-powered pump, well, yeah. big deal, right? It'll and it'll just keep circulating that water, and you basically get free heated flooring Wow! from a compost pile. So I learned that in just looking into like how do off-grid people like use technology to their advantage to do right. stuff. Um, and so, like, free heat, dude. Right. You can just put a, a pile of wood chips out there. Wood chips break down. That gets really hot. Yeah. Snow doesn't even, snow melts right off of wood chips. Yeah. And if you just like, you know, all your food scraps and all that kind of stuff, I right. don't know if you're rolling a compost toilet, but if you are, you can just take all that, put it all on the compost pile. Right. It'll all, it'll do its thing, right? Worms and critters and stuff yeah. will get in there and it'll start decomposing and it'll generate a whole bunch of heat for you all wow. winter long. That's a great idea. Adam said the conversion of fresh kills to parkland was an important environmental priority of his administration to bring equity into the working class residents of Staten Island. By by using compost, human compost, that's equity for you. Politicians basically saying, we crap on you and your park. (laughs) He called the transformation a, quote, marvel of human ingenuity and engineering, unquote. Marvel of engine. Well, oh my god! This is like, I mean, compost and turning it into fertilizer. Like that's older than time itself, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, that's but, something, it, but they're doing it for equity. So that's something that it, it it might be a marvel of political BS in that he's talking about it. Fresh Kills sh- stopped accepting garbage in March of 2001 after an agreement was struck by then Mayor Giuliani and Governor Pataki. For a brief time, the defunct dump was used to bring remains from the destroyed World Trade Center site yes. following the September 11, 2001 terrorist now, attacks. Now, ironic that they took all that stuff to fresh kills. I mean, 
on 9-11. It's so... See, suppose as they're cycling through not only the crap, but the soil that's there and the rubble and all that stuff, that they're going to come up with like a couple extra passports that, you know, they might They might find them, yeah. You know, yeah in the rubble. Like, yeah. You know, a wing or something yeah. of a plane, a fuselage. Yeah. I don't know, you know. I think they, they might find some more passports from the other hijackers. If they start digging up in the in the debris. Oh, look, Building 7. How did yeah. that get here? <laughs> God. The captain continues. He does. Uh, the 2,200-acre... Fr- it's called Fresh Kills. Uh, it's just unbelievable. They they, they took the, the, the World Trade Center rubble <laughs> and, and put, put it, it in a place fresh. called Fresh Kills. Exactly. How... Oh, uh, God. How pre-planned is that? I... <laughs> Uh, that's just, yeah, just, that's a little on the nose, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, that's fresh kills. Yeah. The 2200 acre fresh kills was the last city garbage disposal site to close after opening in 1948. The landfill spanned both sides of the West Shore Expressway and the putrid smell stretched for miles. The area served as a symbol of the least populated and most conservative borough being mistreated by City Hall. Two-thirds of Islanders voted to secede from the Big Apple in 1993, non-binding referendum, but the state legislature refused to pass legislation to consummate the divorce. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so politicians, you know, doing political things. Fasella, who fought to close the landfill as a councilman in the 1990s, along with then-borough president Guy Molinari, said... The conversion of fresh kills to parkland for residents to use is long overdue, but welcomed. We were 5% of the city's population. We received 100% of the trash. (laughs) Those days are gone, Fasella said. The north section of Fresh Kills Park officially opened Sunday, and other sections will open in phases and will be completed in 2036. (laughs) Come on. Wow. Speedy, speedy. It's only like a 15-year project. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Turning this crap into a park is going to take us about 15 years. Yep. Right? And so that, of course, means if their projected finish date is 2036, it'll probably be 2045, right. 42, something. Cost yeah. overruns. Yeah. Yeah. It'll go way over budget. Oh, yeah. It'll take twice as long. Right. You'll get half the quality. <laughs> yeah, this is how governments work. Yep. The opened 21-acre North Park section of Fresh Kills Park, and they keep the name. Why wouldn't you change it? Yeah. It's going to be a park. To, why would you call it Fresh Kills Park? Well, if they, Are change you just the inviting? Name, if they change the name, I think the Staten Island people would be upset. You're it, taking away our- It occurs yeah. to me that the politicians working together with, shall we say, nefarious organizations, when they want somebody to disappear- Oh, they take them to the park. Fresh Kills. Possibly. Right? Yeah. It's right there out in the open. I mean, right, soylent green kind of thing. Wait, you want to go? Let's go check out the new composting toilet. Have a seat. I'm not trying to give these guys any <laughs> ideas, but it seems to me they already have them, or they would have changed the freaking name. Uh, the opened 21 uh, acre North Park section of Fresh Kills Park will offer breathtaking views, <laughs> breathtaking, <laughs> soul taking views, <laughs> life taking views. Of the area's hills and waterways, access to the William T. Davis Wildlife Refuge, and opportunities for bird watching. Oh. The project included a series of pedestrian and cycling paths, an overlooked deck, a bird viewing tower, a public parking lot, and a composting restroom that uses no water. When fully operational... (laughs) When Death Star is fully operational. (laughs) There's a small port, only two and a half inches wide. When fully operational, Fresh Kills Park will be the second largest in the city, exceeding Central Park, Pelham Bay Park in the Bronx is the city's largest. Hmm. Well, there you go. Sounds like a 15-minute city to me. You know somebody else who uses primitive uh, knowledge? Primitive knowledge? Another another group of people. In fact, they relish the primitive oh, lifestyle. And they make great relish. They do, actually, and butter and you know, oh, all that kind of yeah. stuff. The Amish. Right, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Is it? Really? That's, That's, yeah, Lancaster County. What's the difference between, like, Amish and, like, Mennonite? I do not know that. I, I mean, I'm told they're kind of basically the, the best same. The best ketchup I've like, ever had was from an Amish 
roadside stand. Ketchup. Like, okay, great. I'll get some ketchup. And it was delicious. I don't know what they had in there, but you know, all organic, I'm sure. Now that you mention it, um, one of the things I do like about New Hampshire is all of the roadside stands. Like, you can barely drive 10 minutes without seeing, like, fresh eggs or, like, right. hey, we've got, you know, fresh canned salsa or, you know, jarred salsa. Right. That right, kind of right. a thing, right? There's all these people who are, you know, they've got homesteads and they're raising chickens or they're right. growing stuff on their, on their, and they have a little roadside stand where you can, some of them are, like, honor stands. Oh, right? well, I like, think most of them are. We're like, okay, sure. Um, but, like, you know, you just you, you see something you like, you take it, you leave a donation in the bucket, you know, or yeah, whatever the price is. It's priced, is. and you have to write down your name and how much you paid. Yeah. And I, I just hit one of those. Uh, we hit one for some uh, maple syrup. Maple syrup is yeah, big out of here, yeah. yeah. But then you go there, it's like, we're going to get maple syrup, and it's like, oh, they've got this, too, and this, and this. There's one that, uh, uh, that I go to, not too frequently, it's a little far away, um, but, like, if you get there early enough, there's like fresh baked goods and, you know, like yeah. pies and, you know, that kind yep. of stuff, as well as, you know, canned stuff, jarred stuff and fresh veggies mm-hmm. and squash. And like it's fall time now, so harvest is kicked in. So all that stuff right. is, you know, available. There's a place near me uh, and she has, she makes her own popsicles mm-hmm. with fresh fruit. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 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 Real good. Real good. But isn't, uh, I think New Hampshire just passed something with um, uh, food freedom? Yes. I, I don't know the specifics. I'm like, that's something Stephen Nass would know. But Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to remember, there's somebody else that would know more than me, but they did pass a thing where, so it used to be sort of uh, semi-illegal, or if not completely illegal, for you to like grow stuff on your own property and try and sell it. Uh, but they they without a, a license without a license without right? a license. Yeah. But they license. passed a thing that's like, look, if you're not selling over, you know, I don't know, ten grand a year or something, I don't right. know what the number is. But Keep your little stand. Yeah, like it's fine, right? right. Uh, so, you know, just some more things to love about New Hampshire. Right. I remember in in Canada there was uh, a farm that was selling eggs on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and of course the Canadians cracked down on you can't sell eggs without a permit. So what they did is they 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 cracked ad- the eggs. No, they advertised <laughs> that they were selling egg cartons. For three dollars, uh, so they they were only selling egg cartons, cartons, right? And they gave you the eggs for free. Eggs are free, nice. So it's a little way around the roadblock. Nice. Oh, yeah. I wonder if you could do that with beer here. Like I've, I've toyed around <laughs> the idea selling of, the bottle. <laughs> so uh, New Hampshire has a designation of brewery called the Nano Brew, it's smaller than a micro brew. Wow. Um, and it's it's designed for, it's actually some free staters that caused this law to be passed hmm. because they started you know like a small homebrew operation, right, homebrew, yeah. And uh, they were bottling it and selling it, you know, that kind right. of thing. And they were like, look, we're not big enough for, you know, a, a microbrew. A can't, license. Or... A brew pub. Right. Right. We're just getting started. And, and the state has no path for startup breweries, right? Breweries are, you know, a large you uh, scale industry up now. To you got to scale up to yeah. it. Right? You got to work your way up. So, so because of them, they were uh, able to get a, a law passed that said, okay, we have this designation now called nano brews. Right, which allows you to brew up to I don't even know how much twenty gallons or something, you yeah. know, per I don't even know how long. Yep. Um, but it allows you to like you know put a brewery in your garage, start canning and bottling, or serving taps. Um, you can only serve I think it's two beers per person per day, uh, unless you also have food. So if you bring in like a food truck on your property <laughs> or something like that, then you can probably serve right, more right. somehow. Or if you start, but but then you got to be licensed as a restaurant if you're serving food and stuff like that, like yourself. So it's it's weird, but it allows small startup breweries to actually get going. And so I'm wondering if you could sell the glass, sell the bottle, like or, or a mug, a stein, yeah. a growler, perhaps, right, 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 right? Sell that, and then the beer's free, right? Same kind of thing, right? Right. No tax. There's no tax on bottles. But there's tax on beer. Well, we're not selling beer. We're selling bottles. Right. Ooh. The beer is free. Interesting. Well, it reminds me of that time during the Cerveza sickness when New York didn't allow bars to open unless they served food. Right. And so I think they were, they were, they were called, it was a Cuomo, Cuomo chips or like, because Cuomo was the, was the right, governor. Yeah. And I think, you know, he says, well, you can't, you can't serve potato chips as food or, or chicken wings aren't food. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Well, that's actually uh, back in the Prohibition days, too. Uh, they had a similar law where, like, you know, you couldn't be. I think it was the uh, the pub slash uh, hotel or whatever. Like, you couldn't be both of those things at the same time unless you served food. And so they invented this thing. It, it was a sandwich. 
right, uh, that no one ate, right? <laughs> so you ordered it, right, and it was put on your bill, and you paid for it, and then it was brought to you, and then after some period of time, they would take it away and move it to the next guest's table so that they were they they were serving food, and right. it was just the same sandwich over and over again <laughs> to pe- each table that no pe- one ate. Let's talk to Greg in New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, the world's going freaking crazy, and it's all because of the governments. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah? It, it sure is. Man. I mean, like, the longer I'm alive, the worse it gets, apparently. I mean, ever since COVID, I think these governments have lost their mind. Oh, it, Ukraine, it's been... Russia, Yemen, uh, Azerbaijan, and Armenia. Now it's Israel and Hamas. It's just like it never ends. And it's, it's been going on go. since before COVID, of course. It's just that COVID put a magnifying glass to it. And hopefully, uh, I mean, we saw a bunch more people move to New Hampshire as a result of that. They were like, oh, man, it's getting so bad. I decided to finally pull the trigger. Right. Um, I, I don't like that it takes, you know, more you know, devastation, more government, uh, you know, uh, crap for people to finally get off their butts and move. But, you know, at least they're doing it. Well, I guess the, I know. The, the, no, go ahead. No, please. Yeah, I was just going to say there's there's different kinds of libertarians. People are um, animated by different things, you know. Mm-hmm. A guy like me, what really brings out the libertarian in me is war. It's like, yeah. you know, people are asked, it's like, do you condemn atrocities by group A? Well, clearly we have to support atrocities in group B. Right. And it's like, well, do you support atrocities in group B? And it's like, who are you with, Ukraine or Russia? Ukraine or Russia? Which flag are you going to put? And it's like, I am on the side of civilians. And I think the governments and the people with the weapons are typically the the ones causing all the problems. So I would say in general, why can't people divide horizontally yeah. by civilians? And like, don't don't get me wrong, you know, there's you get into the weeds. Like in Gaza, a lot of people are under 18. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's also true that Hamas trains them since a young age with mm-hmm. guns to like. You know, what are you going to do? You're an impressionable kid. It's all you ever know. It's really a messed up situation. And the last thing I want to say is that all these organizations were funded by, you know, the large powers, USSR, USA, all these things. Yeah. And and all they ever do is metal. And it turns out that uh, the United States, via proxy or directly, uh, is funding and arming both sides of that conflict. But wait, where does the, where do, where does the U.S. government get its money from? Oh, 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 oh wait. it prints it out of thin air. Wait, we're we're supplying the money to. Yeah. Like, it prints it out of thin or, air and yeah. then you know puts it on the shoulders of you and the unborn children. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fantastic? I mean, I just want to say, just to take the Israeli-Palestinian um, conflict, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's what's in the news right now. I could go on about you know other ones, but what happens is, okay, there was an empire. It was bad, probably, you know, when it was forming and, and they took over with violence. But then everyone kind of just had this idea, OK, we live in an empire. Right. So we don't have this idea that we have our country. It's yep. just we're part of an empire. And so they didn't have this fervent nationalist, you know, feeling. They didn't go, you know, bomb people um, to create their own thing. But once the empire fell apart after World War One, the Ottoman Empire, uh, the British had a mandate. They tried to make. Uh, um, they tried to make a uh, one-state solution uh, with the Jews and the Arabs. Right. They failed. That wouldn't work out. So then the United Nations recommended partition. And it turns out, actually, that it worked out. Um, for a while, it was like India and Pakistan. They, they separated. Uh, they lived in their thing. And okay. And then here's what happened. The USSR trained an organization called the Palestine Liberation Organization. The PLO. Whenever these governments call it liberation, what they really mean is they want to undermine the governments that are backed by the other guys. Right. You know, so, so they, um, they trained, so the PLO um, they, against Jordan, which was U.S.-backed, and Israel, which was U.S.-backed. And they favored Egypt and Syria. It, mm-hmm. was like, it was like they all just fomented proxy wars. And this, to this day, is still, like, happening. And I think at some point, like, Israel was funding Hamas, and uh, they want to divide the Palestinians also. It's like all, you know, it's all crazy. The same thing, well, not the same thing, a similar thing happened with uh, something back in the, uh, I think it was the 80s even, 
uh, called the Afghan Freedom Fighters. This against was, against this, the USSR. This was a group of, uh, of people in Afghanistan whom the CIA and the U.S. decided to send arms and training oh. to. And, oh, guess what that group uh, be- became called much later in life? That's Tim Osmond's group, right? That's the Taliban. Yes. Yeah, so the U.S., <laughs> uh, this, through the CIA and the U.S. military, uh, created the Taliban. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. This is Firefall calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. I'm a first-time caller to this show. Hey, thanks. And I have a couple questions and a comment, but real quick I want to ask, uh, kind of on the side, you mentioned they draft women in Israel. Is that true? I don't know. Do you know? In the, I don't think it's a draft. I think you are just at eighteen. You're inscripted, including cons, women. Conscripted, inscripted. Does that include women? Women, yes. Conscripted, conscripted. Yeah. Yes. Right. I'm okay. not sure if they yeah. get M4 okay. rifles. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. These details are kind of important for a lot of reasons because I've never heard of any case in history, and I've done a lot of reading, and I've studied several different Bibles. I read the Talmud. I haven't read the Torah, but I, I, I used to be a born-again Christian, all right? Now, I don't believe in the Old Testament because it's usually King James or the Canaan Bible, Gutenberg or Gideon's, mm-hmm. and those are, in my opinion, throwing the New Testament in there would be an insult to any Hebrew I've known in my life. Orthodox Hebrews don't, don't accept the, the New Testament, and so to put that right alongside the Old Testament shows me that you can't trust any of the brutality that is uh, attributed to early Hebrews, because that isn't really their Bible. I don't believe their Bible, the Torah or the Talmud, boasts about Jews ever committing atrocities against anybody. There's such a thing as survival, and there's such a thing as self-defense. So not only have Jews never in recorded history or ever been witnessed who have committed atrocities to anyone since, the Palestinians have, they're also maligned with all these other terrorist groups and uh, uh, Israeli-hating nations who also hate us. I believe that we sh- uh, Israel should exact, uh, not us, but Israel should exact the same violence, not the same violence, but... So hang on there, Firefall, because uh, Steve Classic just looked something up to give you even more detail. Yes, about uh, the mandated military service requirement for for Jewish Israeli women is 24 months, apart from specified roles that instead require a service length of 30 months. Women may be exempted from military service for reasons of religious conscience, conscience marriage, pregnancy, or motherhood. All right. That's, that's just a quick fair. little thing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you throwing that in there because these details are important. So what was your? Uh, you off. said you had uh, two questions. What was what was the other one? All right. Uh, would you say that uh, since Israelis are not the ones committing the atrocities, I would say that they have a right to bomb the um, Palestinians to kingdom come. Uh, they should exact violence on them because those are violent. People. I'm not saying that every Palestinian is violent. I'm saying it is, it is basically a violent nation. These people have been brainwashed. Yes, the innocent should be spared, but in a time of war, that can't be possible. Look at all the innocents in America that have had to die because of war. Look at all the uh, innocents that have had to die at the dropping of Hiroshima. It just, the Holocaust, even to even start anything like the Holocaust and then start to blame uh, Israel. They've never committed these crimes against anyone that I've ever heard of in history. Well, I, you know, I'm not educated enough to speak intelligently about the conflict, particularly I, I don't have the background in history. What I do have, though, is a hatred for violence and war. And that is what I see going on. So the first thing that I would like to do is be able to opt out of contributing to any of this mess, which I'm not allowed to do. 
because I'm taxed and my tax money goes to help fund both sides of this thing. Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, well, uh, the last caller before Ricky, like Ricky said, uh, well, I don't want to be rude, but I'm just wondering where that guy got his information that the state of Israel has never committed any atrocities. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Do you have uh, something, you know, contrary to that? Go ahead, say it. I mean, don't cuss, but, you know, otherwise go for it. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, so first of all, uh, I just wanted to clarify uh, something that I said a week ago regarding uh, before Americans jumped to support Israel. And and what what I actually meant was the state of Israel. Okay. Um, But but I I wasn't really very clear about that. Okay. But clarification noted. Yeah. And I would also say the same thing um, on, on the other side, you know, uh, don't be so fast to jump and, you know, be on the side of Hamas or the uh, PLO government, you know, because these are, you know, well, one's a party and one's a state and we know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. Sadly. But uh, the thing that really got under my skin tonight, um, well, number one, I actually wasn't going to call in tonight because I wanted to prepare a response to Dana from Michigan. Um, At at first, I wanted to call and be like, oh, no, she's wrong because of this and this and this. And then, like, I started listening to her over and over again. And I'm like, what is she trying to say? Is she contradicting herself? And then I realized she was not contradicting herself. So, so, like, I really wanted to put some thought into my response. So I wasn't even going to call in tonight and then i hear this caller before ricky and he's saying oh yeah they're innocent so Mm -hmm. they've never committed atrocities but the palestinians have therefore they should commit atrocities against the palestinians yeah right what i see right now is he's a cartoon caricature well his statement is it's cartoon caricature of what i'm hearing on both conservative uh and liberal media yep simultaneously and it's insane. Uh, I mean, they're not saying they're not saying like let's do democide, but they are saying it. There's this. Um, I, I don't even know. It, it is a problem. I guess I'll just call it a problem that uh, many people have, and I'm even affected by it from time to time as well. I've just been, uh, you know, either doing media, reading media, or you know, involved in media for long enough that um, I, I've begun to sort of see this effect. So if you just go out to like a restaurant by yourself or something or a bar or whatever, and you just sit there quietly, stare at your phone, but listen to everybody around you, what you're going to hear is what I like to call parrots, right? And this is exactly what you think it is. It's people regurgitating what they heard on the news, line for line, word for word, right? As if they were their own thoughts and own opinions, right? Uh, and, and this is the part that I think humankind needs to overcome. We've got the Internet. We've got the ability to reach everybody within seconds with things like news and emergency information and stories and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. Right. What we need to get away from is the homogenization of thought. Right. People, for whatever reason, television is is where I trace it back to uh sort of the beginning of this kind of thing. Something is broadcast on the TV. Everybody goes, oh, that's now my opinion. That's now my thought. Now when I go out into the world, I'm going to repeat this uh, to other right. people. So if you're, you know, if you're watching like just CNN, well, then you're going to have a just CNN opinion about stuff when you talk to other people. Mm-hmm. If you're watching just Fox News, well, you're going to have just a Fox News opinion about stuff. If you're watching all of the things, you're going to come up with some kind of a hodgepodge that reflects a little bit closer to your personal beliefs, but still, none of them are like your own original thoughts. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to get people out of this, but I see it as a problem. This regurgitation of stuff on the news as original thought has to stop. Yeah, you have to be. You really have to be skeptical of anything you hear. If you see the headline, you have to also put in parentheses, I wonder if that's true, instead of just, that's the headline, that's the story. Yeah. Well, so I listen to a bunch of different podcasts and radio shows, you know, you know, while I'm working and uh, these guys, you know, I've, I've been a very kind of like, I guess, what, what, what do you call a conservatarian? I've, I've kind of been a conservatarian. So okay. I listen to you guys. I listen to 
Glenn Beck. I was I used to listen to Ben Shapiro. I kind of cut him out like a couple months ago. Um, well, he's been uh, on a tear, Mark, huh? Uh, My, Michael Savage, uh, Steve Deese, and, and Steve Deese, I really was into some like I've I've been getting into, into uh, like the idea of salvation and stuff and and, and Christ, and I'm getting into it. I like I don't know okay. where I stand, but I'm I'm learning, and. And so I was really digging a lot of stuff Steve Deese was saying, and then all of a sudden, he was basically saying the same thing, like, like without saying, <laughs> just obliterate Gaza. He was making allusions, like, yeah, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to do, or maybe the United. And then he was wow. making it biblical. It's Major Payne calling from Michigan. The Wild Card Line. I might as well be Major Biscuithead, much as you call me Buffett. <laughs> That's because you say it all the time. It's now your trademark. Well, you tagged me with it. I don't think I say it as often as you uh, portend I do. <laughs> well, perhaps I'm hoping you'll say it frequently. Yeah, well, I I, th- I think you've called me of that, quite frankly. Well, you, you'll be talking, and then you'll say, but, uh, you know, but, yeah. Well, I know that's, that, yeah, that's that's my pause phrase, but, yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, Mine is, you I know. Use, I, I don't use it as much anymore, and I think it's because you goaded me with it. Oh, wow. Damn it. Dang. Well, I'm sorry to do that. Anyway, um, I, you remember that uh, in the first segment you were talking about that, Lawyer from Nigeria or uh, Kenya, yeah, yeah, twenty six yeah. and zero. Well, wouldn't that be something if he was to get on Ian's legal team and get him released? Oh, <laughs> you know, Major, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you. That's a great thought. Oh, isn't that? Yeah, that 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 was special. It popped into my head and it just wouldn't leave. Because a lot of times I have thoughts for you and they just vanish. Uh, yeah, and, uh, no, I'm the same way. That's a good the one. Other that's one a good we one. were talking about was uh, Kills Island. You know where the the landfill and fresh whatnot. kills, fresh kills, fresh kills Island. Okay, that's even better. I bet you that used to be a hog island. Why? But Staten Island was one of the poorer sections of New York. You know, way back in the day, 1800s. And back in the day, it wasn't uncommon to take pigs and put them on an island because they don't like to swim. So all you got to do is go out there and catch them when you need them. So Fresh Kill Island makes a good bit of sense if that's the case. Mm, I thought it was where all the politicians and mafia were taking, you know, the people, they disappear. (laughs) Hey, check out our new composting toilet. (laughs) Come check it out. Sit down. There's there's like a head and arm floating (laughs) in there. I, I know a uh, an old honey dipper. I used to work with this kid. You know what a honey dipper is? No. Those are the guys that suck the doo-doo out of your septic tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. The honey about. wagon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Honey dipper. Yeah. <laughs> th- this old guy that I'm talking about, he had farmers lined up. Because he had a, a gizmo where he had a couple of wands he would spread out on the side of his uh, pump truck, and he'd go out and spray all this fresh, fertile uh, doo-doo on your fields. And you do it in the fall and till it in, and it's good to go come spring. I mean, if, if you have a, a crapper full, you know, like a, 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 a portageon or whatever, yep. it takes... Uh, not, well, not a portageon because they put chemicals in that. But it ta- it takes like two years for uh, all the doo-doo and whatnot to turn into good fertile soil. But if you spread it on the field, you know, in scantily, mm-hmm. it works quite well. I mean, you're talking about the Amish and the stuff they put out. That's yep. all they use fertilizers, the doo-doo from their horses and whatnot, right. from the fields. Yeah, what, what you're describing is, uh, you know, techniques of turning... Crapper into fertilizer that have been around for thousands and thousands of years uh, since man yeah, first started farming. The only fertilizer. If you wanted to put nitrogen on your garden, you collected piss. Yep. <laughs> they used they used to make round barns, you know, where they would dump the hay in the middle, and all the cows would come to the middle, and they had, and it was all fluted, so everything drained to the outside. 
and every cow had its own little trench, so the pee would go out to the edge, and there was a circular trench, and it all drained into the piss pond. Right, yeah. the nitrogen pool. Yeah. Well, uh, keep it to the the word P if you can, there, Major. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% certain, but you know, let's just make sure that uh, we're using keep the, it clean. the proper the proper terminology there for radio. Uh, sadly, we are on the Sunday night show, and the FCC says we can't say certain words. So, anyway, go ahead. Yes, I will. I will try to not drive my S car. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yes. How fast does your S car go? Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, it's it, it, about as slow as a slug, I guess. <laughs> I just want to get to part of this about the Amish men shunned after nationwide emergency alert cell phones uh, outs them for having phones. Uh, members of the Amish community have been shunned by their church after a recent test of the emergency alert system outed them as having procured forbidden mobile phones. The alarms, part of the nationwide emergency alert drill the U.S. government carried out on October 4th, drew attention of community elders in Ohio. Eli Yoder, a former member of the Amish community, took to TikTok to share the story in which he explained how three of his friends had gotten into trouble after their devices were discovered. Hey, guess what? I got a couple of my Amish buddies shunned today by the Amish church. That's right, he said. (laughs) Over the years, there's been quite a few Amish men that have reached out and wanted phones, so whenever they request to have a phone, I'll do everything I can to try and get them a phone. Not always can I do so, but in some circumstances, I've been able to get them one. Now, three of them replied back to me today and said, Hey, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. I just got shunned. And I said, How did that happen? They said, That emergency alert went off. (laughs) Yeah, so we had our phones on vibrate, and it still went off. This is true. Yeah. So it's still audible. Yeah, it makes an audible sound. Even though your phone is off, it's on vibrate only, your ringer's off, turned down all the way, all that kind of thing. As long as it's got juice. and It's beeping. Right. Uh, and, of course, the way cell phones are made these days, used to be you could just pop the battery Yeah, no, 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 no. Use a replaceable battery. Go figure, right? Yeah. But no, no, no. They don't do that anymore because, no. you know, when your battery does finally die, they want you to buy a whole new phone. Right. Right. Instead of just the I battery. wonder I wonder if you how far you can spend your battery down till the phone shuts off then is it really dead or is it still there's still something there yeah, yeah there's still something there for quite some time yeah uh, I've I've actually put mm, two phones uh, through you know sort of the drain the battery full right you just leave it on uh, it was something that I used to do for QA when I was QAing an right. app on a phone we wanted to see what happened to the app Oh, right. When the battery died, if somebody just was on the app and used up all the juice and then the phone died, we want to see what would happen. And it turns out that the the app uh, sort of stops uh, collecting you know data or information for the app. The app that we were testing was a, one of these mobile camera apps, like a GoPro. Right. You know, you've got the companion app on your phone, so you right. can see what it's looking at. Yep. And so uh, uh, it stopped gathering or collecting it didn't retain the information we expected it to the camera still worked but the app wasn't working. right and the app didn't like sort of didn't know where it left off and so when you went to relaunch it it would give you an error message that something happened and we had to figure out how to word that error message properly for if this ever happened Mm -hmm. to an actual user that kind of thing so um but i i don't know like how long that emergency alert might you know, how little energy it might take for that to actually go off. Mm. But uh, this is this is the problem with a centralized government doing a thing, right? There, <laughs> Unintended like, consequences. Yeah, it literally is. Uh, I yeah, learned, how did the Amish guys? Yeah, uh, the Amish guys, domestic abuse survivors, right? Yeah. Uh, anybody, I, I mean, I'm sure like drug dealers, right? You know, anybody who's got like a second phone for any reason, right? right? You know, oh, I put one in, you know, the wife's car just in case she ever needs to make an emergency call, you know, kind of a thing. And like that one's going off and people are like, what the heck? Why is there a phone in my car? Right. You know, that kind of a thing. So, um, so in Amish culture, the practice of shunning involves a separation of a person from their community. A person is no longer allowed to eat or take rides with other community members or engage with most community activities. It occurs when members are found to have violated community rules or strayed from tradition. It's kind of like a hockey player going to the penalty box. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, I just want to say we were number one again in something. 
Oh, that's great. Congratulations. 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 You're awesome. number one in something. <laughs> it's better than being number two. Could you be any uh, more vague? Well, well, I'll show you what number. We're number one in road rage fatalities. How about that? We have the most road rage related killings. Wow. Are you excited? Well, well why are you so well, mad at these people, Sarah? <laughs> Maybe they deserve no. it. I don't know. <laughs> No, I Bad don't drivers. have a gun. I don't. I don't drive. I don't drive, and I don't have a gun, so that leaves me out. But everybody else is driving and have a gun. Is is uh, have a road. So rage wait, wait, wait. Killing. Wait, road rage fatalities don't necessarily mean a gun was involved, right? They oh, drive yeah, you but, off the road. That's what they're talking about. That road rage, and they get mad and they start shooting each other, and they wind up in debt. Okay, so how many? How many? Shot. How many people per year? In New Mexico, are killed by road rage, road rage shootings. Well, you know, what I mean? it was uh, since you're number one last year, but we we were number one. We beat it. I mean, so the, well, what's the number? I, I think you know what? I don't really. They announced it on TV. I didn't. Really and is it when it. you say we? Do you mean the state of New Mexico? Do you mean Albuquerque? State of New Mexico. Okay. State of New Mexico in the ranking. They killed. I mean, they killed like um, something last. It was like really high this year. So that we got the top cake. So. <laughs> is that now? Is that per capita per, for the amount of people right. that are in the? See, there's so many ways to skew right, uh, a statistic. Right, right. You know, th- there might be three. You know, New Mexico could have eight killings per year. Well, you know what? I think it's per capita. It has to be. We were pretty high. They, they were always um, fighting and shooting each other while driving and all of this going on, but. We taught, we made the top lit like the number one. Wow. So road you know, rage, road rage. Do you know when this road came out? When did you learn about this? Was huh? it was it this week? It was announced like this week. The they tallied it the whole year up. So it was announced like a couple of days ago. It must be so, for the fiscal year surprised. of uh, twenty twenty three. Okay, so just the. From ConsumerAffairs.com, this is just a a blurb at the top of my search. What state is number one in road rage? Several reports rank New Mexico as having the highest rate of road rage shooting victims at 6.16 per 1 million. So that's per capita. Uh, Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee has the highest rate of fatal car crashes related to aggressive driving at an average of 30 per month as of 2023 on October 6th. Well, that means a driver could kill themselves. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so six point. Are they talking about uh-huh, like like running the other car over or something that involved in death? I think that's what the, they're not involving guns. Okay, like I don't they're involving guns. I don't want to like you know road rage. I suffer from it from time to time. Uh, I you know it, it it lives within me now. I've cured my road rage by moving out of the major metropolitan area yes. known as Seattle, Washington, uh, to a, a small rural area of New Hampshire, and it just went the hell away. Right, but now you've got people who are driving really slow, and now you're enraged because they're <laughs> you're driving very slow. <laughs> it does happen from time to time, but way less often. Right, 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 right. and yeah. also not nearly as severe. I don't get that like yeah. Yeah. my face doesn't get all red. I don't right, start right, right. yelling and flipping I'm people be a off. And late. Sp- Spittle coming out of my mouth and whatever, but I do want to say I don't I don't want to diminish you know road rage or people dying from like this shouldn't happen. Right, human beings should be adults and should be able to handle these situations much better. Part of it is the pro- part of the problem, of course, is the roads themselves uh, are are nothing to uh, you know be proud of. But six point one six people per million uh, is what we call statistically insignificant. Sarah. Yeah, but we're still ranked number one. So you that's are. why the we got the uh, gun ban for the parks and where the children's are around, and our judge went for it. Why would you make so, targets out of children at parks? Yeah, that seems so strange. The, you know, the, our gun ban, it's still halfway enforced because where the children are in parks or community center, where the children are there, it's still banned. Oh, so criminals so, will see that sign and go, well, I shouldn't go in there with a gun. Well, they could get arrested. They could get charged because we we got the governor's, like a halfway governor's order, emergency order in effect. Okay, but so everyone's searched before they go into the park? For guns? Yeah, but if they get, 
if they if they get caught, they could be cited. I don't know. Yeah, what well, would they be... get caught? Caught shooting someone? The, oh, I didn't see the no, sign. I'm sorry. Stupid enough to wave it around, threatening oh, people and stuff like that, and somebody turns them in. They could. Yeah, then people do that. You know here. Right, so if, so if a right. criminal if a criminal wanted to find an area full of easy targets where he knew everyone was unarmed, he would go to this park, right? After after a road rage incident, probably. Yeah. Go to a park. Hang out. Yeah, I get. I mean, if they, if he wants to get busted, I mean, and then people get. I mean, that's what he wants to do. He could get charged. So, 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 I mean, so, like a whole bunch of kids could die because nobody else in the park is allowed to be armed, including their parents, to fight back. Well, I mean, it's more dangerous to have some idiot having a gun in the park or playground or a community center or, or libraries where the children are allowed. That's more prominent danger than having a parent shooting somebody that had a gun, from my perspective. I don't understand that. But that's my point of view. I don't understand that point of view. So an armed librarian would not be good. Well, I mean, isn't there a lot of... Um, they misfire and, and shoot themselves. All kinds of accidents that happen from owning a gun. Sometimes it goes off. Safest cities in America. Washington, Los Angeles, and St. Louis fall to the bottom of the 2023 list. Wow. They have a lot of gun-free zones there. America's biggest and most famous cities have a safety problem from crime to financial problems and the threat of natural disasters. A new they study have finds, to throw the natural disasters in there. Yeah. Like, come on. Really? A new study finds, because it's called studyfinds.com, yeah. <laughs> many of the nation's most populated metropolitan areas rank at the bottom of the list when it comes to public safety. Huh. So the police must be really doing their job if yeah. these cities fall at the bottom. Um, what does that say about your police department? Researchers from Wallet Hub compared 182 cities, including the 150 most populated U.S. cities, plus at least two of the most populated cities in each state. The team focused on three key dimensions, home and community safety, the risk of natural disasters, and financial safety. Using 41 different metrics in those three fields, the team created a 100-point scale, with a score of 100 representing the safest city possible overall. Nashua, New Hampshire ranks as the safest city in America. Numero uno. Hey, what is financial security? I don't know. Like people won't rob you? Uh, I got. I can keep my wallet? You, you, like people just walking around with wads of cash, you know, <laughs> financial, like the holding government. them out in front of them. Hey, hey, Bill, how's yeah. it going? Oh, good, Bob. You know, good yeah. to see you. Yeah, look at this wad of cash. I have. My taxes are low. It's financial security. <laughs> I don't get taxed. Uh, so anyway, Nashua, New Hampshire ranks as the safest city in America in 2023 with a total score of 86. Wow. Come on up and visit. The small city of roughly 91,000 people finished in the top 10 in both home and community safety and financial safety. <laughs> financial safety. Yeah. Low Ra taxes. <laughs> rounding out the top five safest cities are Columbia, Maryland, really? Columbia, Maryland. Wow. Uh, they're second. South Burlington, Vermont is third. Oh. Uh, Gilbert, Arizona is fourth, and Warwick, Rhode Island is fifth. Warwick? Wa really? Warwick. Warwick, yeah. That's safe. Yeah. Wow. Hockey kind of around the corner in Warwick. Yeah. Columbia also ranks as the safest city in the country when it comes to home and community safety, while South Burlington ranks as the top location for financial safety. Financial safety? I don't know what, what financial safety financial is. Financial safety? Like, is there a definition? Like your bank's not going to steal your money? I mean, like... I, the government's not going to steal your money? If you're looking to protect yourself from natural disasters, Dover, Delaware is the place to be. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, scroll down and see the full list. Okay, I'm scrolling down. Uh, before we go there, big cities are falling fast. At the opposite end of the spectrum, many of America's most recognizable cities now rank as the least safe places to live. Finishing last, St. Louis, Missouri ranks near the bottom. Uh, the city of nearly 300,000 people did not even receive a gradable score for natural disaster risk. Did you find anything? No. I've got I've got something. Uh, what is the meaning of financial safety? Financial security is the ability to afford your expenses, live comfortably on your income, and save for the future. So it's cost of living, I think. Financial security is different than financial safety. Uh, I, I mean, just in in words. I don't know if they're synonymous well, the, or not. Well, the question is, what's the meaning of financial safety? That in, said financial security. It, it, what's the meaning of financial safety regarding this particular study? I think it's just a cost of living. They don't clarify. 
uh, in this article. Well, it says a big a big sign of financial security is having enough emergency <laughs> savings to cover yourself when times are tough. This 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 next paragraph starts off saying, despite, right? But I'm going to say because because it's more right. accurate. Because it's the home of the president, Congress, and countless government officials, Washington, D.C. finished in the bottom 10, (laughs) making it one of the country's least safe cities (laughs) in 2023. The nation's capital had the third worst score for both home and community safety. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.